We're building this city one day at a time. Welcome to Grow Lincoln, the program with Lincoln's future in mind. Your hosts are former Lincoln City Councilwoman Robin Eshelman and Dave Albers, two experts in the field of commercial real estate and business development. Now, it's time to Grow Lincoln on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Lincoln weather forecast this upcoming week. Summer temperatures this weekend, but then it will drop into the 50s and 60s. No more winter for another week. And this segment is possible today because of the Nebraska Grain Sorghum Board and Nebraska Prep Equipment. Coming up on the show, what are we going to be voting about on the airport and why? And how do uh, changes in consumer taste and technology challenge restaurants? Interest rates are finally going up in savings accounts and CDs, but is your bank giving you the best deal? We'll ask Roger Frank from Frank Financial Concepts. And how to retrain employees in the service sector. It's retained. Retained. Excuse me. Excuse me. I <laughs> we want to keep them, Dave. We, we, don't, wanna, we don't want to let them We don't want to retrain anything. Nothing. Ever. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. <laughs> well, well we, something sometimes. Maybe we retraining want to. isn't a bad thing. Maybe we'll say both. Retain and retrain. Uh, We'll bring some actual service employees in and ask them why they stay when it would be so easy for them to leave. That's right. Um, Well, let's jump right into interviews today. We have a guest with us who's going to talk to us about an upcoming ballot issue. Nick Cusick from the Lincoln Airport Authority Board. How are you doing today? I'm doing great this morning. Thanks for having me, Robin. Thank you for coming. Um, I'm going to give a quick background on why we called you into the show. Um, According to a publication, Unicameral Update, voters could amend the state constitution to allow any city, county, or other political subdivision that owns or operates an airport to expand its revenues to encourage or develop new or expanded regularly scheduled commercial passenger air service. Um, So this is what's being proposed. Why can't we do this now? Why can't we do this already? Well, I guess to give you the answer, that's kind of above by pay grade of why the state constitution uh, has language that doesn't allow that. I I will say, when I first got on the board about 10 years ago, we knew there was obstacles to getting more air service, uh, mergers and acquisitions, uh, close proximity certainly to Omaha, uh, pilot shortages, uh, just all all kinds of obstacles. We did not realize there was the obstacle of language in the state constitution. The state won't even let you spend that, your own money. That prohibited that. And it doesn't mention minimum revenue guarantees. It doesn't even mention air service in the language. But our attorney at the time, uh, our, our uh, attorney of record, uh, Bill Austin, uh, uh, discovered some language that um, in, the langu- or in, the, in the state constitution that uh, – was interpreted to prohibit what are referred to as minimum revenue guarantees, which is the common tool that airlines require, particularly for communities like Lincoln, to uh, add air service. Makes sense. If the Constitution didn't allow it, how did we get the airlines we we have, which includes the new service to Houston? Well, in fact, uh, the Houston route uh, with United uh, is uh, uh, a combination of a federal grant, a small community air service development grant, which is seven hundred and fifty thousand, a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar donation from the Lincoln Chamber of Commerce into what is referred to as the Glass Front Fund, the Greater Lincoln Air Service Support Fund, which is private sector money, 
and then a two hundred and fifty thousand uh, dollar gift from the um, University of Nebraska Foundation. Uh, they were motivated to get more air service, obviously because of the university here, not sure. just for athletics, but for uh, recruiting students uh, out of Texas in particular. Uh, and uh, thus, thus we've got that put together. So there's no airport money because of the Constitution. There was no ability for the airport to put money into that into that agreement. We can. Uh, there is no nothing in our Constitution that prohibits us from doing in-kind things like reduced landing fees, reduced gate fees, or marketing fees. We just can't enter into these cash um, minimum revenue guarantees, and mm. I'd certainly be happy to tell you kind of how, the, how those work. How, the, how, how those work? Yeah, just you, there just can't be a direct payment, is, is what it sounds right. like. And, and the language in the state constitution. Again, I'm not a lawyer, but it talks about about uh, uh, pr- uh, excuse me, uh, committing the full faith of, uh, and, and finances of the state for an agreement. It, it, it's a it's, it's a convoluted convoluted language. Like I said, it doesn't have anything to do with air service directly. It has to do with a lot of Things and there's a lot of case law uh, in the state sure. that the backs ba- that up. The ballot language will limit the amount to a first few months of new or amended service. What does that mean? Well, minimum revenue guarantees have been around for a, a long, a long time. That's been a, a long time, meaning certainly uh, probably at least as long as long as I've been on the board, but 15, 20 years, maybe more, where airlines want the community, the airport specifically, to share the risk of starting up of a new route because typically it doesn't fill the plane on the first day. Uh, they're banking on it building momentum, kind of like a business does. Yeah. And uh, so they, they want the, the community, the airport, to enter into this agreement that will uh, has a lot of uh, – statistics and a lot of math in it but ultimately it's not an outright uh it's not an outright uh writing a check to them it's an agreement that the revenues will meet a certain level of uh per the agreement will meet a certain level and then the airport will uh provide the funding to fill any gap that there is so it doesn't automatically guarantee that any money flows uh, we we use the same tool to get Atlanta with Delta back in You're 2014. Guaranteeing them a minimum. We're basically guaranteeing the them. We're reducing their risk. We're sharing yeah, the risk with yeah. them, and I think that's an appropriate that's right. an appropriate thing. They're all publicly traded. They all have shareholders. Uh, maybe you and I. It's, and, it's uh, risk mitigation. It's risk mitigation. Exactly. Good. And 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 usually so just in the first few months. Although it's most typical an agreement is for a year. Usually the minimum revenue guarantee, including the Houston one. Uh, is a one-year agreement at which time that will get trued up at the end of the year, and any money that is needs to flow per the agreement will flow at that time. Forty-two senators voted to put this on the ballot. One did not. Any idea why the one? Certainly not going to throw him under the bus. Uh, I, I guess I mentioned that it's a I him. didn't say a name, Nick. <laughs> uh, I, I think he's somebody who's known to kind of, a, you know, not unlike the conversation we had about uh, voters not voting, you know, uh, not voting on stuff they don't understand. This did, didn't happen to be his priority, and he didn't have enough knowledge. But ultimately, that was that was in the first reading. In the final reading, it, it was, una- it was oh, unanimous okay. in, in final reading. Okay. It was unanimous in the final. Okay. Very good. And that'll be, that is on the current ballot that's out now. Yep, yep. It's on the uh, November eighth ballot. Uh, yep. I voted yesterday, as a matter of fact, and I that, absolutely voted. I, vo- I absolutely voted. Yeah, I, was... I absolutely voted in favor, and uh, yeah. we've been out promoting it, and uh, we we we, be- we believe it'll pass. But we certainly, uh, it's it, you know, it's a it's an economic development uh, initiative, right. certainly for 
uh, not just Lincoln, but the entire state. Uh, it's also uh, certainly a, a quality of life issue uh, yes. as we all try to recruit staff right. uh, to come to Lincoln and work for those of us in Lincoln, uh, but across the state as well, trying to keep the state help vibrant. other cities, you know, it's not, too. This is not just a Lincoln thing, although we're right. the one that kind of teed it up. It was a, it's a statewide initiative that can positively impact Omaha and the other seven uh, commercial airports that are outstate. Well, thanks a lot. Thank Nick you, Cusick sir. is a, a volunteer. Great information, by yeah, the way. Yeah, a volunteer <laughs> spends a lot of time on this board for the airport, and thanks a lot for explaining what's on our ballot. We appreciate ha- happy that. Happy to do it. Thanks for the time. Yeah. Coming up next, Corey Hart from Nebraska Prep Equipment is going to be coming in. We're going to ask him how eating habits and the types of foods that are popular have changed restaurants and made them pivot. We'll be right back. It's Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Tabitha Holmes, they are building a TIFF project at South 48th near Randolph. You've probably seen those walls going up. First of its kind in the entire nation. Loneliness for both college students and seniors is an issue well documented in studies. So Brian Nursing and these affordable senior apartments that are small will nudge people to go to the common areas and to socialize. And this segment is possible today because of Service Master Professional Building Maintenance and University of Nebraska-Lincoln College of Business. How have restaurants have to pivot as customer choices and technology make them change? We wanted to ask Corey Hart from Nebraska Prep Equipment, so we invited him into the studio. How are you doing today, Corey? Doing excellent. Thank you for having me again. Well, give us a quick introduction to your company and the services that you provide. You bet. So at Nebraska Prep Equipment, we service, or I'm sorry, we sell, we're a dealer for anything from smallwares for kitchens all the way up to the large convection ovens, walk-in coolers, uh, Basically, anything that's going to be utilized in a food service industry, um, and we also offer alt, excuse me, also offer curbside deliveries throughout about a 150 mile radius. Oh wow! Oh wow! So you're doing some driving. Oh, that's a um, that's the, a that's a good sized area. That's a that's a yeah that's a two to three hours. The kind of equipment that you sell is probably a mixture of kind of the standard equipment that restaurants have always traditionally had, but. I'm assuming that some types of equipment have to change or are new or innovative. So how how have those pieces changed? Yeah, so we've seen a change in some stuff. Uh, Grab-and-go seems to be a hot commodity right now. A lot right. of restaurants and even convenience stores are going to the merchandising in the front of the house. Customers visualize the stuff walking in. It's more of an impulse buy. Uh, we've also oh, seen... so the food is prepped but not necessarily committed. Correct. Like like they haven't pre-sold it already. It's yes, we've seen a lot of grab-and-go. Di- like a display. Yes, and a lot of that's actually in the convenience store sector. Um, like Norm's are on 48th. Uh, Tyler's going, uh, doing smash burgers. He's doing some pretty phenomenal food out of there. And they serve they sell that out of their convenience store. It's grab-and-go merchandise, heated, ready to eat. Hmm. So well, almost that. like at the airport. We're, we were introducing the airport into our daily lives. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey. <laughs> Have you seen changes in eating habits or the types of food that are popular as a result of, you know, things changing and technologies and everything? I guess to your point, what you just said right there. Yeah, so there has been a change. Uh, we've noticed a lot of smaller scale restaurants that really focus on a tight menu. They, spe- they focus on what they specialize in and they just execute it so well. Uh, smaller seating areas, smaller dining areas, smaller kitchens. We've even seen some... Uh, Restaurants actually utilize a commissary kitchen or a group kitchen, or multiple restaurants will be in the same facility and utilize a shared kitchen space. 
Yeah, we get inquiries, and I never yeah. quite know where to tell people to go. But I know that in Lincoln, there are people sharing restaurants like that. Do you have to scale down the size of the equipment to fit some of these smaller concepts? Not necessarily scaled down. It kind of depends on what they're producing out of their kitchens. Uh, obviously, space in a lot of these facilities is is tight, so we need to make sure that we're fitting the correct piece in there that's going to do the job that they need and produce the quality of food that they're trying to serve. I can tell you that from my perspective, the, the size of space that the restaurant uh, tenants that I've been working with has compressed. It's smaller than what yeah. it used to be. Yeah. And I'm Robin, I'm assuming you've run into the same thing. And we have, we went to a, a restaurant where they had a shared kitchen for a couple of different uh, concepts. Hmm. How have changes in technology and point of sales have, and those kinds of innovations, have that, has that affected what the part of what you do? Uh, we've seen some changes, like uh, say for instance, Commercial refrigeration, the self-contained reach in freezers and coolers. A lot of that, uh, about two years ago, switched to an R290. It's a propane instead of the Freon, like your residential appliances will have. Uh, the nice thing about that is it's more efficient, it's eco-friendly, and they got a lot quicker cool-downs, so they're more efficient as far as power consumption, so on and so forth. That, that, that almost sounds like maybe some governmental or regulatory type changes it, mixed it, in it, there a little bit. And maybe def- for some of that... Uh, Technology there change. was definitely some uh, input from the government on that. Yeah. Order. Do you see any more coming that restaurant owners need to be aware of? Any Anything? Or, or are we safe for a while? <laughs> you know, I don't want to speculate that because one never knows. But another thing we've seen is with the labor shortages that everybody's experienced in this world, uh, a lot of automations going into these kitchens. Yeah. Fryer basket. Uh, we've got robotic plate runners. So uh, at a sit-down mm. restaurant, they've actually got robots now that will bring your serve your plates to your table. You basically grab it, and that's that. So it eliminates wow. that one person. Is there one in Lincoln like that? I do not know if there's one in Lincoln yet. Now, as soon as there is, we want you to tell us. Yeah, we need, <laughs> we're we need to know. Absolutely. This. Yeah, that would be very interesting. Oh, good stuff. Well, anything else you want to share that's changing or different that we didn't think of to ask you? We're we're keeping an open mind, and as we as we progress in this business and this industry, we're going to definitely look at all advancements in technology, and hopefully, we can help lighten some of that burden of uh, the shortage of employees for our customers. Hey, how can people get a hold of you who are in the restaurant business? So our website's NebraskaPrepEquipment dot com. Our phone number is four zero two eight eight two Five five eight five, or they can reach us by email at nebraskaprepequip at gmail.com. Yeah, and you guys are, are located in We're Adams. rural Adams, yep. yep. So about 25 miles straight south of here. Yeah. Well, Corey, well, thanks, thanks for, le- Very for gr- giving nice us... Nice information. Yeah, Absolutely. giving us a peek into the kitchens Appreciate and what, what goes on, on. Yeah. Coming up next, the savings account game. Who is doing the best job of giving you a return on your savings? We'll be right back. Everyone is excited about new business, and our business is to tell you what's new. This is Grow Lincoln on 1499.3 KLIN. Get hooked on us at Grow Lincoln. That is, get hooked with your earbuds. Our podcast is on the KLIN website, and we are here to make business relevant and even fun to learn about. And this segment is possible today because of Christensen Hearing Analytics. Lincoln Airport Authority and Charter Title. Is cash still king? If we have emergency money, should we be putting that in different kinds of savings accounts these days? Are banks keeping up with interest rate hikes? 
where, where can we get the best deal? Um, let's talk to Roger Frank from Frank Financial Concepts. How are you doing today, Roger? Hi, Roger. Um, hi, Robin and Dave. I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for having me again. You know, that was a very hot topic with a client this week, and uh, I thought it would be a good topic for us to discuss. Uh, so I'm glad that you brought that up. Um, you know, he was this this particular client was asking specifically about CD rates, and his local bank was offering uh, a CD to him for uh, just over 2% uh, currently. And I had been doing some research for some other clients previously, uh, so I already knew kind of what the CD rates were, but I, I did do some more research for him specifically. And I found some uh, CDs that were over 4% uh, with a one- and two-year maturity. Um, so that was much higher than what he was getting from his local bank, and he was a little miffed uh, with his bank with, over that. But, <laughs> well, but he got a good rate regardless. Yeah, well, for years it seemed like it really didn't matter much, uh, you know, about where you were trying to get a bank account or a, a or a CD, they were all pretty low. But uh, yeah. things are changing. Yeah, they they are changing. You know, we've discussed uh, certainly before having cash stashed away for that emergency or or maybe that next big ticket purchase. Um, it's a necessity certainly, but having a large sum of cash may not be the wisest investment long term. You know, as I mentioned, uh, most banks are paying a small interest rate on their savings account currently. Uh, inflation continues to run north of 8%. So if you are have a, a large amount of money in that savings account, your purchasing power will continue to decline. And we've also talked on the radio show multiple times of having three to six months of income and savings. You never know when you might need to tap it for an unexpected maybe car repair medical expense, or maybe even uh, a planned child's college tuition, as an example. But by having cash available, um, you know, you don't have to resort to using a credit card to cover that expense or that unknown expense. So, you know, I, I guess the question is, is uh, what do you do with that extra uh, excess cash? Well, someone told me last week to pay the penalty to move my bank CD savings to a credit card company, because even though the bank interest rates are up, they aren't as much as the credit card companies. Yeah, I think that's probably true. Uh, there is a penalty. I, I think if my memory is correct, I think it's a six-month interest penalty. Um, but, you know, if you're uh, not getting much on your current CD interest-wise, you could probably make that up pretty quickly. You know, we're seeing a resurgence in our office uh, of fixed income questions from clients. Uh, you know, we've been looking at the fixed income, and, and to be quite honest with you, we haven't seen some of these interest rates since uh, probably before 2008 and 2009, so that's a good 15 years ago. Uh, they're rapidly changing, though, as interest rates are going up at the Federal Reserve. Uh, just in the last few weeks, I've been seeing traditional multi-year annuities. Uh, they're paying around 5%. Uh, CDs, as I mentioned, is over 4% now. We have found five-year corporate bonds that's paying 6.5%, municipal bonds that are paying over 4%. And again, we haven't seen those types of rates for over 15 years. Yeah. Think about being a young person, uh, again, trying to save money for maybe their uh, their kid's college or a house down payment. How is that compared to what it was like a few months ago with these interest rates changing? Yeah, if it's short-term interest, like a savings account, I mean, Gosh, you're probably barely getting 0.10 of 1%. Uh, so those are a lot higher. And, and even some of our short-term um, ETFs, 
uh, that we use are exchange-traded funds. Uh, beginning of the year, they were at about 50, uh, half a percent. Uh, today, they're at about 2, 2.2%. So those got, have gone up quite a bit as well. So for those people that are saving for that house, uh, you know, you can certainly take advantage of a little bit better interest rate. But if you are looking for, if our listeners are looking for a low-risk competitive interest rate, uh, give me a call. Uh, we can uh, access the investments that we have. We have uh, CDs from all over the U.S. as an example. Uh, we can see if it's a fit in your portfolio. So give me a call if you're looking for a competitive interest rate. Thanks a lot, Roger, and enjoy the rest of your weekend. Yeah, Thank Thanks, you Roger. Too. All right, bye-bye. Roger Frank is a registered representative of and securities offered through Berthel Fisher and Company Financial Services, BFS, member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through BFC Planning, Inc. Frank Financial Concepts, BFCFS, and BFC Planning, Inc. are independent entities. Drinking beyond the p- pandemic, Robin. Local update. M. Vince Nail Salon at South Point. That's a fairly new nail yeah. salon out in the front of the mall. Getting a liquor license. Also, uh, 1701 Pine Lake. Isn't that right, Robin? Masa Sushi Restaurant. has. That's a new one. We, maybe yeah. we should talk about that a little bit more in our last segment, Dave. Maybe we should. Let's we'll see do about that. that. Coming up next, two employees will be in who are service workers. We're going to ask employees from their standpoint, what is it that employers have been doing to keep you and retain you in your job? Economic development is not boring. It's our future. It's Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Message us on Facebook or Twitter about businesses opening, closing, or relocating that you know about. Provide us with an approximate address, what you know, and we'll check it out. And this segment is possible today because of John Henry's Plumbing, Lincoln Chamber of Commerce, and Baylor Evnen Law Firm. We wanted to talk about employee retention, so we've brought in some guests today from Service Master Professional Building Maintenance. Inarguably, that industry is one of one that has been hardest hit by the decline of the labor force participation rate. And we want to welcome two company employees to the show, Chris Clements, Senior Account Manager, and Victoria Bretthauer. She's a recruiter. Welcome to the show, you guys. Thanks Thank for you. having us. Well, let's start with Chris. Um, could you share why you originally came to work at Service Master? Um, I was trying to get out of food service and doing telemarketing. I was looking around. They had a job position that was doing hard floors and cleaning carpets, and it paid fairly well. So that's why I decided that I wanted to give that a try and really liked it. How many years ago was that? Um, a little over 10. So you've been with them for a decade. That's got to be a record. I'm, I'm sure you have seen a lot of people come and go. Why did you stay? Um, a lot of it has to do with the owners of the company. Yeah. They're just very supportive. They are always there for you if you need something. They've helped me out financially when I needed it. And just, do you, and may I ask, do you mean like extra, like a loan or something? Or? Yeah, they they will give uh, payday advances. And so instead of having to go to a bank and having a high interest rate, right. you give them $10 back on top of what you get out or what yeah. they loan you. Wow. So that's been a huge help. And yeah. 
helped me in a pinch quite okay. a few times. That's a that's a long service, a lot of loyalty on your part too. Yeah. So, but it, you know, it's a, it sounds like it works great for both of you. So that's that's the important thing. Yes, indeed. And what about you, Victoria? Um, why did you go to work at Service Master? I had worked with the old office manager back at Grandmother's. Um, we served together, and after Grandmother's closed, we kind of went our separate ways and. Like a year or so later, she reached out and was like, hey. She remembered you. Yeah. yeah. She was like, I I know we had talked about once you uh, wanting to work in an office. Like, do you want to come interview? I was like, I'm not qualified to work in an office, but hey, hi, let's go interview. Oh, and, yeah? And uh, they gave me an opportunity when, you know, other people wouldn't. Um, I didn't have any office experience, and they were the ones that were like, yeah. Well, How long ago you. was that when you started working for them? I started working in uh, December of 2016, so a little over five years now. And it wasn't like we had this big employee shortage then. I mean, the market was more competitive right. back right. in those days. Yeah. Uh, I was serving at Misty's at the time, um, and so I kind of chose come to the office kind of more stable hours um so instead I, of like the i wonder if both of you would agree with this it sounds like that your employer is just you like your employer and that's part of you're the not even talking that there. much about the money which most people would assume is the number one reason it's, it's, not the, money it's the environment yeah, yeah absolutely every day they walk in and they say hi and they you? still try to be competitive, I'm sure, with with the money. Yeah. But it's but it's the it's the ancillary things that mm -hmm. are really. It sounds family, like it's moment. It's a yeah. family environment. Absolutely, 100%. and a family feel. How much does training are are do the does Service Master franchise do a lot of personal development training? Is that part of it, or we try to bring everybody up from within the company and promote from within, provide opportunities mm -hmm. for employees to grow up into the company. We have an e-learning e that we've recently started, which is all Service Master Corporate online courses that you go and you watch videos and you take quizzes. So that's our current thing. But there is a lot of hands-on training. and I just think that's, that's great. That I, I'm guessing a lot of people don't think that cleaning these buildings changes over time but it does doesn't it oh, yeah. and, and the techniques and the and the equipment and the products that you use are constantly changing when you look at you know i know service master has a lot of employees i'm sure some of them have specific financial goals like they're saving money for something what what are some of the reasons that people come and work there like on a, maybe a temporary basis um, i i know that we have one lady that um she wanted her son was deployed elsewhere and she wanted to go see her her child so she picked up this job to save money to for the airline for the airline ticket and to keep herself busy and she's actually stayed she's gone and seen him once or twice now and she still comes She to keeps place. going to visit him because <laughs> she keeps working there. Huh? She's still here, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um So and she works during the day she manages for a government agency. Oh. So this oh. is just a little bit of a side gig. So this is an extra gig, job at a night. Extra that... cash. Yeah. And like she said, something to keep her occupied. I've got other people that are really big into RC cars. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And <laughs> helicopters. So they come and they work so that they've got hobby money. Yeah. 
Yeah. So. Interesting. That That is interesting. When you say RC cars, I think maybe not everybody knows what you're talking about. Radio control cars and yeah. helicopters is what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, fun. Yeah. Well, this is really this is- good. Good to hear what some of our local employees, you know, what I think kind of got me was the fact that they uh, were willing to do the payday advance concept at yeah. the lower rate because those have all shut down. It's not an option. Right. It's very difficult. Hardly at all in Lincoln there's, anymore. There's very few of them. In the, in, but to have an understanding employer that would be willing to do that, that's yeah. remarkable. So, And it sounds to me also like this is the sort of thing that is really maybe more common with smaller businesses because the owner is there at the business. And they know you. And, and they, they know, know you. Yeah. yeah. You mean something to them. Yeah. Right. You know? That's a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot for coming. Um, we've been listening to Victoria Brett Hauser and Chris Clements from Service Master. I hope if you're an employer, this gave you some inspiration. Coming up next, businesses opening, closing, and moving around our fun segment. This city is my city, and I love it. Yeah, I love it. I was born and raised here. I got it made And if I have my way, I'm going to stay. Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Have you ever thought about giving your company an O Street presence? Imagine Broadcast House building redone to fit your company's requirements. Um, let us know, and we have a building that just might be for sale for you. Uh, this segment is possible today because of Realtors Association of Lincoln. Sarder Heyman Jewelers and Lincoln Electric System. Robin, I saw a building permit. It was not for many dollars, but we've been getting a couple of questions about this property at 915 North 27th. And which uh, would be which a little is north the, of Vine on 27th yeah, Street. It's where the former uh, Long John Silvers was located. Been vacant for Two years? Been vacant. And then for a little while, that Hawaiian barbecue restaurant was, was there. Well, well, they didn't ever move in. Yeah. Well, they like were they, going there to. There was this announcement. They announced they were going to move in there. And people kept posting on their Facebook page, when are you going to open? Yeah. And they went radio silent. Yeah. Like, they quit answering the Facebook questions and Correct. disappeared. I was going to say, we, we announced it, but it just never seemed to come to fruition. Now, I saw this building permit, Baghdadi House is going into that location, it says. Baghdadi House. So. There is something about that that sounds Persian to me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Persian food. But, you know. That, that'll but be, I could be that'll wrong. Be, that'll be nice. That might, that might be something that we have to go check out sometime. We'll take our spouses to it. Yeah. Or, you know, Jack, Jack from L&K Today Show. Yeah. He keeps talking about a tour of food up on North 27th. Well, that would that, that'd be a good Maybe idea, Maybe we too. need to grab Jack by the collar and take him up North 27th Street with us when this thing opens. Very interesting. Yeah. Hey, let's, let's we got a lot of South. More restaurant news in South Lincoln. Yeah. Um, down at 17th and Pine Lake. So this would be across the street from Costco. Masa Sushi plans to open at 1701 Pine Lake Road. 
Um, that was the former, I, I, it's been several things. People probably remember Asara. Maybe I, think, I think that's probably the thing more most than the people. Others. Yeah. I thought, and I thought at first that maybe Masa Sushi purchased the, you know, the business or something, but I don't, I don't think that was the case from no, what I I think seeing. the people just decided to retire uh, is what I understand okay. from uh, Asara. I think, I think that's. I've heard that rumor. I, you know, I didn't get it confirmed by them, but I heard that rumor. Yeah. But anyhow, you uh, and we had talked about this earlier because they were applying for a liquor license. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, and then you, we have some uh, some other medical news, Robin. Doctor Spencer Brown of CNS Adjusted Life Chiropractic. Um, there's a building in Thompson Creek, a building project there on South 56th, halfway between Pine Lake and Yankee Hill Road that went through the city council or earlier this summer. So we should be seeing something going up there. Yeah. And Robin, uh, we talked about this on our Thursday segment in uh, Trade Center uh, Milkworks, right? Okay, Trade Center is at 56th and Highway 2, and there's a business in Trade Center called Milkworks, which has been there for a while. Um, A lot of moms in Lincoln have probably heard of it. There's a new retail store that opened up next to Milkworks. It's called Elianod Books for Children. Um, So in addition to selling books for children, parents can come there and have coffee and they have event space available that you can rent for baby showers. That's interesting. So they have a mom thing going. <laughs> they have a mom thing going. Well, there you go, Robin. And we've got quite a few things at the 84th and Highway 2 area. We have had an announcement a week. And we we come and give a lot of retail news to Jack um, on L&K today. That's, a, that's on Thursday mornings at 8 o'clock in the morning during morning drive. I mean, we've had something for Jack like every week for six weeks. Yeah. Like, here's this new thing coming to 84th yeah. and Highway 2. And I'm going to bring up something that we didn't even talk about prior to the show, but uh, I know there's a building right there on the corner of 84th and Highway 2. That is taking shape. That yeah. office building there. That's, it's a, that's Nebraska Realty. It's a real estate company moving is, in there. Is going in to that location. That is looking real. Yeah, uh, that's that's a substantial building for that area. It's big, yeah. And so that that's interesting. And I bring that up because there is another uh, real estate company that is going in just to the south of that at 8420 Amber Hill. They've had a sign-up for a while, but I just... Uh, fairly recently saw their building permit. It will be a 6,000 square foot office building and 3,000 square feet of it will be finished uh, right at this time. $1,350,000 building permit, Robin. Now this is south of Highway 2, right? Correct. So the southeast corner, it's over closer to the convenience store and Greenfield's restaurant. Is that kind of where it is? Yeah, actually, it's closer to 84th. It's really uh, not very far. If people are familiar where the State Farm, there's a State Farm agency there, and then there is... I don't know if it's still called Utopia. I don't think it is, but there was a salon over there. 
it's in that little area. It's the southeast corner of 84th Correct. and Highway 2. So they, there, there will be this big office, but they'll be diagonal from each other, basically. These yes. Two competing <laughs> real estate company buildings. Um, yeah. Um, let's see. Also, oh. there's a boot store. Yeah, at 8901 Andermatt, Robin. That is the building that has uh, the so that's subway. that's on the north side of the highway. It's on the north side of the highway. It's where subway is located. And uh, there used to be a uh, fitness center there. I believe that's the area where this boot company is going in. Hmm. And uh, I saw that building permit a while ago, and it was only for $20,000, and it was just to convert uh, uh, to retail. So kind of a minor remodel, but really minor remodel. they should be in in time for Christmas if it's such a small job like that. One would think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, south of Starbucks. Yeah. A new dentist office. That's One of right. these, I wonder if it's a franchise I don't know. It almost makes you think it would be because the and it's it's a twenty one hundred and thirty four square foot dental office. This is another building permit from a while ago. Root Dental Care. I mean, that sounds like it should be a franchise. <laughs> Root Dental Care. Yeah. And uh, in Suite Three, three hundred and twenty five thousand dollars for their uh, tenant improvements. Um, and then. Mike Schneider on Facebook announced that Taco Inn was coming over to 84th and Highway 2. So I checked it out with Taco Inn. It is true. By the way, I went to Taco Inn yesterday. Well, good for you and good for Taco Inn. Now I'm getting hungry because it's lunchtime. Um, But anyway, back to what we were talking about. Taco Inn is moving into a lot next to Dairy Queen at 84th and Highway 2. Um, they messaged me that they are still in the architecture phase, but hope to be open sometime in 2023. Well, that sounds good to me because that's in uh, near my this office. This is Dave Albert's all... zone of work. Yeah, it's my work zone over there. So, so you are now going to have, and I I have said this a lot of times about how little Mexican food there has been in that area. Now, there was a Taco John's that opened recently over by the new car wash at between 70th and 84th Street, the the soapy car wash place, you know. Is that a Taco John's or a Taco Bell? You're thinking of the Taco Bell on on Highway 2? Is that a Bell? I get Bell and John mixed up. That's a Taco Bell over there by... Uh, by the U stop. By the U stop, yeah. Taco Bell, correct. Until we had that, there was like nothing. No, I mean the closest one you was that ta- was a Taco Bell. You had to over... go to Edgewood, yeah. or you had to go to Pioneers, North Eighty Fourth Street somewhere to get, yeah, yeah, yeah or Seventieth and Pioneers. I mean, yeah. there was nothing east of Seventieth and south of, I don't know, Holdridge. <laughs> Exactly. Well, Robin, we need to wrap it up for this segment. That's all for GrowLink. And thanks a lot. Send us an announcement about your business opening, closing, or relocating to us via Facebook or Twitter. (laughs) 